0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm going to be previewing NCAA football's Week 2 slate. So I'm basically just going to go over the top 25 teams' games, um, other games of note throughout the slate of the weekend, and... um, My picks for best bets, locks, whatever you want to call them. If you're kind of person, if not, you can just listen to the preview part in my review of last week's kind of thing. Um, Let's get right into it with the AP Top 25 teams and their games. So they're all occurring on Saturday, so just September 10th. Uh, First game I've got up is number 24, Tennessee, a six-point favorite going to play in Pittsburgh against 17th-ranked Pitt. Tennessee lost a close game to Pitt last season in which Hendon Hooker became the established starting quarterback after being put in the game in the second quarter. This game starts a stretch where three of the next four games are Florida, LSU, and Alabama for the Volunteers. Pitt's rushing offense accounted for less than 80 yards in two yards per carry last week against West Virginia in the backyard brawl. Tennessee's defense may not be as strong or consistent, but the Tennessee offense is a buzzsaw compared to the West Virginia Mountaineers. Akron then travels to East Lansing to play 14th-ranked Michigan State, who's a 34.5-point favorite. Not much for notes on this one. Shouldn't, should be pretty straightforward with Michigan State taking the win. 34.5 points is a lot, but Akron is consistently one of the worst teams in the FBS. Next game up is probably the most highly anticipated game on the docket. It's College Game Day's host for the weekend. Number one Alabama travels to Austin to play Texas. 20-point favorites are the Crimson Tide. Alabama massively underachieved rushing last week, getting 278 rushing yards total, but 111 of those yards came on two rushes, one of them being a scramble by quarterback Bryce Young. Texas also won their opening week game. Quinn Ewers getting his Porsche towed for parking in the wrong parking lot, using the wrong parking pass. But side note, I think Alabama is too good where Texas is not good enough and will expose the weaknesses and show off their strengths. Most notably, Alabama's defensive line with Will Anderson and the weakness that is Texas's offensive line to protect quarterback Quinn Ewers. The only way I've heard people say that the Texas could uh, keep this game close or win is if they throw screens over Will Anderson, just not even blo- trying to block him and just sending the offensive line down the field to block for the receivers. But I'm sure Alabama could catch on to that rather quick. Next game I got, Arkansas State at number three, Ohio State. 44.5 point favorites, the Buckeyes. The biggest concern going into game one last week was Ohio State's defense, and they held Notre Dame to 72 total yards and zero points in the second half of last week's game. State has Arkansas State and Toledo to play before playing Wisconsin at the horseshoe in week four, or four, week five. Sorry, can't do maths in my head on the fly. So the question here is, oh, I was. Is, is Ohio State's offense as good as it's advertised? They scored 21 points in the opener against Notre Dame, but they lost Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first quarter due to injury. It's kind of going to have to find out how much he changes things when he's on the field if he returns this weekend. I haven't caught any news if he was fine after the game or if he needs to sit out a week. Don't have any idea off the top of my head. I'd have to look. But it'll be interesting to see if he affects the game, how the offense attacks, and if they can be more explosive when he's out there especially now that they have a week or two to tune up before actually having a contest if they play arkansas state this week toledo next and then wisconsin at home so they're going to need these next two weeks to go smooth to get things on the right track to play wisconsin next game i got southern miss at 15th ranked miami 25 and 25 point favorites are the hurricanes um, I've seen a lot of people say Southern Miss could keep this game close. They tragically lost their last game at the very end, having stupid turnovers, um, leading to a late touchdown by the opposing team, losing in overtime. Miami, most notably, dominated in Bethune-Cookman. I want to say it was 70-13 to they won in Week 1. Um, they look like a buzz saw, at least in the first week. We'll see how they go this week. A minor note on this game, Miami scored six rushing touchdowns last game without their starting running back playing a single snap. Next game I got, South Carolina at 16th, Arkansas. Eight-point favorites, Razorbacks. Um, I've seen people say that Spencer Rattler and the South Carolina Gamecocks could be a good game, good matchup for Arkansas, but I think Arkansas is going to be too good to slip up this early in the season. Um, I think... The best chances of Spencer Rattler has one of those Heisman-like performances, you know, like the games where Johnny Manziel would bounce off of three defenders and throw a touchdown to a wide-open receiver at the back of the end zone. Uh, You know, running back will stiff-arm someone into the ground on a 99-yard run. One of those kind of games from Spencer Rattler is probably what's going to be needed to absolutely take control and cruise off against Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson is really good at quarterback for Arkansas. Really, really good, really exciting guy to watch. I'm going to enjoy that game watching that one. Uh, Next one we got 23rd ranked Wake Forest, 12.5 point favorites traveling to Vanderbilt. Wake Forest still without their starting quarterback, Sam Hartman. Hopefully everything's going well for him. I know it's listed as a non-football injury, which never sounds good, but this should be a high-scoring game. Very little defense going to be played here. I think Wake Forest has the better all-around team and should be able to cover that 12.5 points, but... I'm staying away from it just because I don't know what they're getting without Sam Hartman. Next game I have here is Charleston Southern traveling to 18 North Carolina. No spread on this game, which is probably because North Carolina State should absolutely obliterate Charleston Southern. I know they struggled against East Carolina last week, but that's an in-state rivalry at East Carolina. A lot of emotion going through, um, I think, North Carolina State's going to come out and prove they're better than what they played as last week and win the game quite convincingly. Next game up, we have Southern Utah going to number 13th ranked Utah after losing to Florida last week. It'll be interesting to see how Utah bounces back again. Obviously, they're not playing the toughest of tough competition here, Southern Utah. I couldn't even tell you what city Southern Utah University is in, so that tells you all you need to know about that school. But it will definitely be interesting to see how Utah bounces back. They don't seem to have the defensive line of old that could dominate um, other teams' rushing attacks like before. But I think that Utah will bounce back in a big way. Still challenging for the Pac-12 title. When time comes, Utah will win the big games, I think. They most notably usually win a, usually lose a game or two early in the season, pardon me, and then charge the rest of the season and look absolutely unstoppable. I think that's what's about to happen here again for Utah. Next game, Marshall. And is it the Thundering Herd or is it just the Green Herd? I'm going to say it's the Marshall Thundering Herd because that sounds cooler. Travels to South Bend, Indiana to play number 6th ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish. 20.5 point favorites is Notre Dame. They didn't look bad against Ohio State, only giving up 21 points to a team that most experts think will have the most loaded and high-powered offense in the country. Notre Dame now has Marshall and Cal before taking on North Carolina, BYU, and Stanford all in succession. So They might need a tune-up game here real quick, or next week as well, against Cal. um, Get things back on the right track. They didn't even look bad. It was just the few slip-ups that they did have on defense were the times that Ohio State took advantage and either had a big player scored. I can't really fault Notre Dame for anything they did last week. I think they played the game the best that they could have, and it just wasn't their night in the end. Um, I think they bounced back from this. 20.5 seems like a lot, but against Marshall, I think Notre Dame, a team of that caliber, as long as they continue playing the way with the intensity and commitment to their game plan like they did last week, they should be able to cover 20.5 points in my mind. Next game, we have Furman at number five-ranked Clemson, D.J. Lagolele. Can't say that last name, but I'm going to try. Ooh, um He was, well, uh, shocking in Clemson's season opener against Georgia Tech. But Dabo Swinney never turned to Cade Klubnik until the game was already decided. Second-string quarterback. Um, number one recruit in last year's class, highly touted amongst most pundits and experts, analysts, everybody. Um, so I'm just curious to see if Clemson ever makes the switch if DJ struggles continue. It's the same garbage offense that Clemson had last year. And the longer that I watch DJ... I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name, and I'm not even going to try. Just, I'm just going to call him DJ. Okay, We've agreed as a group, if you listen to me talk about Clemson, I'm just going to call the quarterback DJ. But I'm curious if these struggles continue on offense, if um, DJ continues keeping that starting spot, when there's obviously a good prospect right below him waiting in the wings. Um, the people in Clemson insist that there's no quarterback controversy, so I think... DJ's going to need to have a complete meltdown to be replaced by Kate Klubnick at this rate. Next game up, this is one I'm actually low-key kind of interested in. Um, we have Appalachian State traveling to number 6 Texas A&M, who are 19-point favorites are the Aggies. Appalachian State had a, what, 125-point game against North Carolina. Um, both teams coming back from deep deficits like uh, North Carolina was down 21-7 to 7 to App State. Uh, came back, was leading 35 to 21 or 42 to 21. App State came back to tie it. Um, it looked like it was going to overtime. Failed two point conversions, led to App State's loss. Absolutely crazy game. It'll be interesting to see how Texas A&M's defense stacks up against App State. But it looks like Appalachian State can score against anybody. Maybe not at will, but at least at a good enough clip to keep a game competitive regardless of who they're playing next game i got washington state at 19 wisconsin this is one of those games that uh the 17 and a half point favorites badgers are probably going to struggle to cover the spread but win the game um washington state was you know had a good amount of transfers a new coach come in this season struggled in their season opener Um, Now they take on one of the Big Ten's best teams consistently year in and year out. Um, 17.5 is a lot for a team that has as much talent as Washington State, but Wisconsin's probably going to be too good to actually lose to them. So not much more I have to say on that one. Um, Let's see. We got Samford at number two, Georgia, with no spread on that one, if you can imagine, because Georgia absolutely dominated um, Oregon last week. Uh, beating down the Ducks for a 49-3 win, but the team didn't have a single sack against Bo Nix, which is kind of alarming. Um, Georgia does have two weeks before facing their next true tough test in South Carolina against the Gamecocks, starting here by welcoming Sanford to Sanford Stadium. I had to put that one in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But um, the big question here to me I haven't seen anybody else ask this. Some people have kind of floated it but not really gone in-depth on it, so I'm just going to throw it out there as well. Um, Will Georgia be as good as they looked against Oregon, or was Oregon overly hyped and actually worse than everyone was expecting and therefore making Georgia look better than they are? I think Georgia looks like a buzzsaw on both sides of the ball. The defense looks like it can stop anybody, and the offense with Stetson Bennett at quarterback looks like it can beat anybody. It's just the way it looks right now I think it's going to take a heck of a team to give them a run for their money or a really big off night from Georgia which even if they have an off night against Samford this weekend it's probably still going to look like a good game for Georgia here Um, regardless of what the spread is Georgia's walking away with this game with a win unless the team doesn't even show up to play and forfeits it and Samford wins by forfeit that's the only way I see them losing next game up Number 25, Houston. Is that right? 25, Houston? Goodness me. 25, Houston at Texas Tech, who are three-point favorites. Texas Tech is the three-point favorite there. Houston, three-point underdog. That's whack. Houston had that crazy game against UTSA last weekend that went to, I believe it was triple or quadruple overtime. I want to say it's triple overtime for sure. 37-35 was the final score for the Cougars to take the win in week one. Close game against UTSA, but... I think it's going to take a game like that to get them on the right track for the rest of the season. They were projected at the beginning of the year to have top 10 offense, top 20 defense. So if that trend continues and starts to work itself out, they should be dominating games. The fact that they're an underdog here is absolutely wild because I can't imagine the last time Texas Tech was a scary team to play without the guy named Patrick Mahomes being on the roster. Next up, we got Kent State traveling to uh, Boomer Sooner Nation. Sorry, I was going to say something else. I don't even know what I was going to say. Something Oklahoma. Anyways, number seven, Oklahoma Sooners. 33.5-point favorites over Kent State. Not much to say here. I'm going to just move on. Oklahoma did not look bad in their week one game, by the way. Um, firing on all cylinders, but nothing too crazy occurring um i want to say they won 40 something to 13 or something like that didn't even write it down because like i said they won easily dylan gabriel only had to play two or three quarters through for 250 yards and two or three touchdowns nothing that really needed to be noted nothing too crazy what you would expect from oklahoma is what happened Next game up is another one that's going to be extremely exciting this weekend. SEC matchup, number 20, Kentucky going to the Swamp. Number 12, Florida is the six-point favorites. Florida goes from unranked to 12th in the country after defeating Utah in week one in the Swamp, which now hosts the Wildcats of Kentucky. Anthony Richardson is possibly, I don't know, long-shot Heisman contender maybe. He made all the right plays when they were needed last week, getting the first downs that were crucial at the end of the game to burn off some more clock um also you know instead of losing yards on a sack he'd scramble and gain a few meaning instead of second and 23 off a sack it was more second and eight second and seven something a little more manageable to get closer on third down um i think if his play like that continues and he starts stuffing stat sheets to match it he's athletic enough to accomplish whatever he wants to put himself to do and he could definitely be in the conversation as a Heisman finalist. Next game up, Central Arkansas at number 22, Ole Miss. Similar to Coach Harbaugh at Michigan, Ole Miss gave Jackson Dark the start in week one. And now hand the job over to Luke Altmaier to help decide which to stick with throughout the season at quarterback. So, see how that one plays out. Jackson Dart not being overly impressive week one for Ole Miss. Luke Altmaier now getting his shot against Central Arkansas. Next game number ten USC at Stanford. I don't have much to say about this game. USC played pretty good week one, but not. Can't forget the fact that they took three pick sixes back to the house in the game against Rice. Caleb Williams looked good. He did what he had to do. I don't know. USC's got difference makers where Stanford doesn't. This should be relatively easy for uh, USC to win, but Stanford is three and one against USC in the last four games in Palo Alto at Stanford, however you would like to say it. Something just to watch, but I think this game is, I mean, USC has too many difference makers on offense, and their position players on defense are far ahead of Stanford's offensive players, to say the least. I think this should be easy, but the time I say that, they'll get wall- excuse me walloped. Next game up, I have Arizona State at number 11, Oklahoma State, who are 11.5-point favorites. Oklahoma's offense was roaring last week. Quarterback Spencer Sanders threw for 406 yards and four touchdowns and rushed for two more. But the defense did get gashed, but mainly in garbage time at the end of the game to the Central Michigan Chippewas. Um, Kind of curious to see if this was a sign of things to come or was the defense looking forward ahead to this week's game against an opponent they might take a little more seriously. Not Central Michigan from the MAC conference, but Arizona State from the Pac-12 does seem like a step up, whether you want to admit that or not. Um, So maybe it was them looking forward to this week. Maybe it was the defense actually crumbling and showing their true colors. We're going to have to find out this week. Next game up, Hawaii at number four, Michigan. The Wolverines are a 51-point favorite in this game. J.J. McCarthy gets the start this time for the Wolverines, taking the place of Cade McNamara for Coach Harbaugh to see which quarterback he wants to run with for the rest of the season. Most people in camp expected J.J. McCarthy to win the job outright, so I'm sure McCarthy is eager to get out there and stuff the stat sheets. I'm excited to see how he does. Hawaii is not a good football team. If you've watched them, you'll completely understand what I'm getting at. They got blown out at home against Western Kentucky in Week 1. So uh, just look out for the Wolverines to hang a huge number on the rainbow warriors here. Last game I've got among the top 25 teams. We have number nine Baylor at number 21 BYU Cougars are a three point favorite BYU defeated South Florida last week, but their schedule upcoming is Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas, which will clearly define whether they're contenders or not this season, a realistic victory, even morally for this program would be taking two of these four games start At home against number 9-ranked Baylor. This is not going to be an all-offensive slugfest. This is going to be big boy football. All sorts of physicality all over the field here. Maybe not the most exciting game, but it will be something to look forward to amongst the ranked teams. Some other notable games throughout the college football landscape On Friday, September 9th, we have Louisville at UCF, University of Central Florida, who are five and a half point favorites. Um, This game is interesting to me um, to see how Malik Cunningham comes back after losing to Syracuse last week, which not really just losing, but being blown out by a basketball school in football. Um, On Saturday, the rest of the slate, um, we have Missouri at Kansas State. Wildcats being a seven and a half point favorite at home is Kansas State. Um, Duke at Northwestern, who is a 10 point favorite. Northwestern. Um, this battle of two of the worst records in college football the last two seasons. Northwesterns is uh, favored by, well, a lot uh, in what will likely be a battle to see who is less bad than the other team. Uh, another big game, we got UTSA minus two and a half at Army. UTSA took Houston to multiple overtimes last week and now has to travel to West Point to take on Army. Tough squad to take on. It's going to sling the ball around and run down your throat as well. Next game, we have Iowa State at Iowa. The uh, Hawkeyes are three-and-a-half-point favorites, one of the most looked-forward-to rivalries in the Midwest. Many pundits think this could be Iowa State's best chance at winning this matchup in recent memory, and the bookies have them as the underdogs here. But I think that is due to the inexplicable nature of Iowa State always finding a way to lose this game long before even the days of brock purdy on the cyclones i don't know if this thing's going to change or not but iowa can't score touchdowns so who knows how this game is going to go another one we got eastern washington at oregon i'm watching to see how oregon bounces back after being ranked 11th routed 49 to 3 and losing the ranking attached to their name uh, we also have mississippi state traveling to tempe to play arizona Mississippi State being a 10.5 point favorite on the road. Reviewing my picks last week as my best bets, uh, we had Virginia Tech at minus 8.5 versus Old Dominion. Old Dominion won that game 20-17, to which I will say Virginia Tech had four. Count them, four interceptions thrown against ODU, which will eventually bite you in the butt. Here, it bit them and me as well. Uh, next game, we had NC State minus 10.5 at ECU. NC State won that game 21-20, to 20, didn't cover. Uh, Oregon, plus 17.5 at, or versus Georgia, sorry, mutual, neutral field, uh, plus 17.5. And, and Georgia won 49-3, so I am an absolute clown. Utah, minus 2.5 at Florida. Florida won that game 29-26, to 26, thanks to Cam Rising's interception in the end zone. Um, I'm not crying, you are crying on that bad beat. Then the last one I had was Notre Dame plus 17.5 at Ohio State. Ohio State won that game 21-10, so I did get one. One for four so far, and I promise this week we'll be better. Listened to a lot of people talk and read up a lot of articles to get a better insight this week. Uh, I got Louisville at UCF over 61.5 total points. This is two teams that don't like to play defense and two teams with stunningly good offenses playing each other lots of points in this game I think that the team to win is gonna to have to score over 40 points by themselves uh, next game we got 25 Houston uh, plus three at Texas Tech I just find it unbelievable that Houston being as highly projected and touted as they are are underdogs here so I'll take the three points and run with it next I got number nine Baylor with the same plus three at 21 BYU I just think Baylor's more physical and more complete football team playing in a tougher conference with a better chance to win that conference. Um, BYU kind of being a question mark team every game they go out there. And when a game's going to be as physical as this one is projected to be, I like to go with the most reliable unit, which is Baylor's offense. So I'm taking Baylor plus three. Next I got number 11, Oklahoma State, minus 11.5 at Arizona State. This should be a relatively easy game for Oklahoma State as long as the team stays on its game plan playing Arizona State. Um, then we got Kansas State, minus 7.5 versus Missouri. Missouri does not have near the firepower of Kansas State who just brought in Adrian Martinez from Nebraska at quarterback, who is one heck of an athlete, even if he's not a good quarterback. If you don't like these odds and lines as I have presented them to you, you can do a five-team, seven-point teaser on FanDuel, which gives you plus 400 odds. That's all I got for you this week. We will um, look forward to this weekend's games, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.